Deja Vu A novel by Ian Hocking Read by the author This novel is copyright Ian Hocking 2005 and was first published by the UKA Press. Please see www.ianhocking.com for further details. Chapter 26 Saskia, Jennifer said, leaning into the microphone. We're sending you back one half hour before Hartfield. That is, 2.34pm on the afternoon of May 14th, 2003. David did not hear Saskia's reply. There was something significant about the time. It was so extraordinarily significant that it took him a few moments to grasp the thought. No, no, that's half an hour before the explosion. The bomb went off at 3.04pm. She won't have time. But Hartfield went back to 3.04pm, said Jennifer. David smiled grimly. He tried to ignore the hurried footfalls of the approaching personnel. I think the mystery of the bombing is solved. It was Hartfield himself. Jennifer looked into the distance. Let's do the math. Maths, love, David corrected. Jennifer continued, An object leaves this centrifuge at 144 kilometres per hour. It enters the wormhole at the same speed. For a mass of, say, 75 kilograms, that represents a kinetic energy of almost 100 kilojoules, which is more than enough to trigger an explosive chain reaction if the target is selected carefully. Hartfield must have materialised near a power plant. How very accommodating of him, David said. The circular nature of this business was bewildering. After all this time, through the trial, the accusations, the damage, even the death of his wife, Hartfield had been the cause. Ah, that was not an accurate statement. The cause could be traced back to the agent who had forced Hartfield to veer so fatefully off course. It was Ego who changed the coordinates. Jennifer nodded. So, Saskia got him after all. A group of technicians entered the control room. Ignoring Jennifer and David, they inspected the consoles and shouted unintelligible instructions at each other. David watched without comment as Jennifer tried to explain herself to a stern, elderly gentleman. I think, said the man gravely, you should talk to Castle. David and Jennifer sat at the narrow end of the conference table. An original Rembrandt hung above their heads. David was tired. He lacked the energy for lies. He intended to answer all questions truthfully. Let me summarise, Castle said. She was a sharp, professional woman in her early fifties. She wore a blue suit and thin-rimmed glasses. Jennifer, you used government property without permission and aided the illegal entry of two other persons. Professor Proctor, you entered this country and this facility illegally. In good time, I would also like to discover the whereabouts of John Hartfield, our co-patron, and Detective Saskia Brandt. David raised his arm. Yes? I could answer most of your questions by telling you what happened over the course of the week. 
Castle sipped her tea, no milk, and raised her eyebrows. Are you sure you don't want any medical attention? David smiled. The opportunity to put my, our, side of the story may not arise again. The only attention I need is yours. May I? Please, you have half an hour. Jennifer looked on as David extracted Ego from his wallet. This is my personal computer. Ego, switch to presentation mode, please. I would like you to illustrate my story with pictures as you see fit, and audio and video where possible. He turned to the women. My personal computer has been recording every step of my journey. It is equipped with eyewitness software. The British police use it. It's tamper-proof. I'm aware of that, Professor, said Castle. Tell your story. This is a modern office. It will accept communications from your computer. Very well. Ego, log into the conference facilities in this room. Dim the lights. Thank you. Display a picture of the West Lothian Centre. This, Miss Castle, is where our story begins. Half an hour later, Jennifer was chewing her hair. Miss Castle would surely make a decision about their future based on her father's testimony. She stole a glance at him. He smiled and concluded his story. This means that Hartfield was sent back in time to the precise point of the explosion. He caused it. The time machine's computer was hacked by my own personal computer just before we entered the cavern. I see. You believe that Brandt carried out her mission after all. She sabotaged his time-travelling at source. By all accounts, an exceptional woman. Agreed, Jennifer said. Your case would be aided by physical evidence, Professor. After all, even with a plausible story, we must fall back on the available facts. The computer is in your possession. You must accept responsibility for its actions. The 2009 Automaticity Act, I believe. David lifted a hand and let it fall. Well, whatever. All I can do is provide you with the information I have. A new voice came from the conference speakers. Excuse me. I am Ego, the personal computer involved. I am now authorised to tell you that, one year ago today, Saskia Brandt sent three handwritten copies of her story to legal firms in New York, London and Geneva. I have full details. Castle smiled. Perhaps we could also meet Miss Brandt. That will not be possible, Ego said. There was a long silence. Well, Castle said, I have a board meeting. She stood and collapsed her computer. David scooped Ego from the desk and dropped it into his wallet. What about us? Jennifer asked. For the time being, you'll stay in guest quarters here. They are quite comfortable. I have to speak to the board about this. At the very least, we need to discuss future funding proposals, if Mr Hartfield's absence proves to be permanent. I've no doubt, David said. I will also need to speak to our legal team. However, I will advise the board that no charges be pressed. Professor, you will be expelled from the USA immediately. You will answer any charges in Britain. I will ask the board to provide legal representation for you. 
As a recipient of monies from the Hartfield Foundation, I'm sure the board will agree that we share some responsibility for your present predicament. Dr Proctor, you will have your security clearance suspended. Again, I'm sure this will only be temporary. Jennifer asked, How long? Two months. Take a holiday. I hear the weather in Britain is awful. And my funding? Jennifer, you have invented a time machine. You'll get your money. Castle shook their hands. The guards will take you to your quarters. You can speak to nobody apart from each other. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, David. Yes, Miss Castle? Keep an eye on your wallet. <laughs>